Chapter 6. The Vacuum of Purpose. Proverbs 19, chapter 21st verse says, There is many plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel that will stand. As children, we may have dreams and ambitions of becoming a doctor or athlete due to our interest in what fascinated us during that time. As a child, we are exposed to people known as heroes. Each hero had a face and a job to perform in the community. There were policemen, firefighters, postal workers, nurses, and maintenance men. Each of them, when called, would show their strength and superpower to save the day. Being a hero in the community was a wonderful sight for a young child to witness. As we grew older, we would change the criteria for which we would quantify a person as a hero. Many of us would begin to look at our favorite teachers as heroes and significant influences on our lives because of their emotional and mental impact on our learning abilities. Many of us were products of what I will call teacher, parent, and favorite teacher influences by the time we were ready to go to high school. That gym teacher who believed in you enough to give you an important position in school as a crossing guard, or the homeroom teacher who always showed you how to work on a math problem you couldn't understand. Instead of them telling you to go figure it out, they showed compassion and empathy to realize that you were missing key cognitive skills to fully understand the problem and follow directions to achieve the correct answer. Many of our teachers are truly people who witness and become involved with young people who are experiencing a vacuum effect in their homes. These teachers have to deal with the ramifications of a student's home life while teaching them basic writing and math skills that would help them survive everyday life. One can consider that divine intervention is making its presence known in our lives. In most instances, we are drawn to the things we are used to or people we are comfortable with. Many times there are angels or positive influences sent to us to provide hope and care, but we are not able to recognize them. It is also safe to say that when divine intervention was presented to us, it also came with small indications of who and what our purpose was in life. Although our environment within the vacuum often swayed us to think that we were not able or deserving of a purpose or peace, the vacuum effect of not having a father still had me reeling from my childhood, and living with my grandparent and great aunt helped me to see hope, but a future was not something that I can identify with. My grandmother would always listen to church music on or, or radio preaching. Sometimes I would hear in passing the words, but was more interested in what was going on 
outside as a teenager. My grandmother and aunt would force me to go to school even when I did not feel like going. They would tell me, boy, you are going to need an education in this world and you need guidance as a boy growing up. This wasn't something I understood because I didn't have a father in my life. The vacuum originally happened with my father's absence and the void grew as I got older. When we think of those times growing up, were we one of those children who assigned their vacuum to their teacher? Or were we the children that struggled so poorly in school that we wanted to give up and stop trying? If you're reading this book, and those times are replaying in your mind and heart, I'm here to say to you, you are not alone. Living with my grandmother and great aunt was quieter than in my past. I didn't realize the enormity of the quietness in the environment and how positive it was, meaning that being there was boring in my mind. I thought I was being sent into a convent with all the church music and silence around me. However, looking back at this, that situation, I realized that it was God's way of removing me from my vacuum and placing me in a place where I could think about purpose. In retrospect, I can recall reading a scripture in the Bible found in Jeremiah, the 29th chapter and 11th verse, that said something that helped me to trust that God's divine providence is alive and active today. It reads, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, said the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. I remember the times when this teacher would see me acting out or becoming irresponsible in school, and he would pull me to the side and try to talk to me and advise me that what I was doing was wrong. He didn't have to approach me in that manner, nor did he have to care about my future, but he did. He took an interest in my grades and how well I was doing in all of my classes. This was new to me because at the time, no one really cared about my well-being or if I would graduate from school besides my grandmother and aunt. Thinking back on the time when I was a junior in high school, I was blessed to have a biology teacher who was my assigned angel. He was a tall man dressed like he understood science and he delivered the lesson with such confidence and assurance that one could not help but learn the lesson. When we came in contact with that teacher in school, we see that they gravitate closer to us and seemed to have favored us by showing subtle acts of kindness and grace for our actions in their classroom. My biology teacher often asked to see him after class to check if I was all right or how my other classes were going. 
This provided me with an outlet to speak out about things that may have been bothering me or a class subject that I did not fully understand. And he would try to help me know what I was missing. This went on until I started rejecting his advice or mentoring. Eventually, I rejected his communication and help and continued to spiral downward in my classwork or ability to see a future after high school. Each of us must take accountability for our past actions when we see that something in our past is not progressing and we are at a standstill. Our actions as individuals play a part in how we progress. Many times we are introduced to opportunities to be happy or find love, but it is hard for us to determine if that love or a person's actions are genuine because of the lack of experience with it. How is it possible to know what love and compassion feels like when we have never experienced them? Additionally, how is it possible to have the ability to love someone back without remnants of our vacuum finding their way into the relationship? When we miss critical growth development stages in our lives, we tend to make crucial mistakes that prevent us from growing socially, emotionally, and spiritually. We notice that the vacuum effect prohibits us from holding on to relationships, marriage, and friends. This also reveals in our work life or student atmosphere where we cannot maintain a positive relationship that lasts longer than three years. Our growth and development have been altered because of the loss of stability that occurred in our past. I'm a product of the latchkey kids generation of the 1970s. Although the term latchkey kid started around 1944, the purpose and meaning remained consistent during the 70s. A latchkey kid is a child who comes from school and is in the house while the parents or guardians have to work. These children miss the feeling of generational security and accountability. Each child was told to stay in the house, do not let anyone inside the house, do your homework, and eat something from the refrigerator, and most importantly, do not touch the stove. Consequently, during this time, the mental capacity of a child growing up between the ages of 9 and 16 are the most formative years that carve out the social and emotional patterns they will have for the rest of their lives. This time is called social development theory, in which John P&J notes that a child's cognition develops through active engagement with their physical world. As a result, if a child is a latchkey kid who must go straight home and remain there without outside interaction, then the child is underdeveloped, according to PJ's theory. When this happens, a child cannot build active and secure friendships with others, nor will that child be able to embrace freedom 
maturity, and social accountability fully. Additionally, complacency becomes the normal reaction to things outside the home when the child becomes emotionally and physically constricted in their growth development. Many of the children forget how to build on conflict resolution or develop a social dynamic skills of talking and understanding how to be a part of a group setting. This causes a child to begin to feel awkward and disassociated with others of their normal age group. As parents, we must always be mindful of this potential circumstance that can easily develop in our children. On the other hand, there may be children who will embrace this time of isolation and seclusion to take advantage of reading time, study time, and, and also becoming familiar with technology to help keep them interested and stimulated in their mental and emotional development. However, how do parents or children identify with their purpose and find their reason to pursue living further? Our purpose is the plan and desire that allows us to keep pressing forward and reaching milestones in life. Just as high school teaches us to address what's next after this, finding our purpose can derive from positive and negative experiences in our life. Some would become civil service workers desiring to help their community because of a trauma or pain that happened directly to them. Some would decide to become teachers and nurses because of the positivity that they experienced in their past. Each person looks at their vacuum and trauma differently, and it is up to the individual to identify which occurrence of pain and pleasure as a catalyst for purpose or pain. Our purpose as individuals must have a reason and a desire in order for us to strive to make it a reality. The vacuum effect of not having a support network in our lives will alter the confidence level that we may have as individuals. Minimal support from a support system can empower a person to think about the future and what it may look like if a specific door or opportunity manifests itself. To have a thought is to have a plan. Having a plan is just like having a dream. When we allow ourselves to dream, the world opens up to possibilities that only require the energy to make them come true. Having a support system in place makes a great difference between stagnation versus elevation. Just because our dream may not be attainable in the near future does not mean it is unattainable. Delay does not mean you're denied the opportunity to have an accomplished dream. Many have childhood dreams and hopes to impact 
the world as doctors, lawyers, athletes, and military personnel. However, what happens when a vacuum happens? The dream tends to fade and becomes a memory. Prior to the vacuum effect happening in my life, I wanted to be a forensic scientist. My inspiration started at the age of 11 years old when I first saw a TV series called Quincy M.E. The series ran in the 70s and 80s that started Jack Klugman and Robert Edo, who were medical examiners who examined crime scenes and deceased victims to determine the death of a person and whether it was a crime or natural causes. This fascinated me as a child, and it grew my interest to desire to be in medicine. For Christmas, my mother purchased a microscope set for me with litmus papers and slides. It was amazing to see all of the things that I looked at on TV were right at the touch of my fingertips. The hopefulness that filled my heart, believing that I could be a medical examiner one day, was everything to me. Unfortunately, as I grew older, chaos and trauma became the norm in my life. We were constantly running to New Orleans to escape the domestic violence for months. I slowly lost interest in my dream, and my mother and father eventually separated permanently. The vacuum of not having stability and support can diminish a young person's hopes and dreams, which will escalate into complacency. Without a purpose, we become complacent and unable to see purpose or a plan for our lives. It is invaluable to see your future and envision your life in 5, 10, or 15 years. Many say, I don't like to make plans because they don't always happen the way I planned them. Conversely, would it be safe to say that a particular person is still trapped in their vacuum effect? This means that a person has no place to look forward to without a vision. Without a plan, a person can never go any place. This is why it is vital to strengthen our perspective on who we are and what we want from life and keep it in our minds and hearts. Purpose is important to have and the ability to see how our life has meaning is important because when we see purpose, we become purposeful. Not allowing anything to persuade us from teaching or reaching our true path in life.